Well, good morning, Kaylin. Happy Sunday. Oh, wow. You beat me to it. <laughs> That's my line. Good morning, yeah. Cam. Morning. Happy Sunday. Welcome to, I guess it's fall now, I'm assuming. I don't keep close track of the seasons and the dates, but it feels like fall. So here we are. Yeah, it is. It is. It's kind of nice. I like being able to like go outside in a, a sweater and, you know, I, I like that. Or like a light jacket or whatever. I really, I quite like it. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I get a little bit chilly during the day, but I have a strategy, which is that I have a heating pad. So I put that on my lap. Then I put a blanket on top of that. And no one is the wiser. Well, except for the fact that I tell everyone that I do that. Otherwise, (laughs) no one would be the wiser. But I do like to show off my solution. So (laughs) (laughs) typical Kaylin. Cool. Our our apartment stays like extremely warm all year Uh, round. So we have no problems with that inside. That's fair. I feel like we have like a pocket situation where some rooms get hot and some rooms get cold, which is like kind of tricky. So I just I just dress according to the room that I'm in, essentially. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Which um, is fine. I can't even remember. It's been a couple or a few weeks since we last had a call. Two weeks. Yeah. Dos semanas. Si, dos semanas. <laughs> nice. We're I can tell you've been going to your Spanish lessons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have actually. It's been pretty. That that is one thing I've been doing. I'm learning rap music, translating. Oh wow! Rap music into English, and uh, it's funny because like I like the music, and I have no idea what they're actually saying until we start translating. I'm like, whoa, these people are rude. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I agree like, with the message they're they're sending. Is it like out. mainstream, like like rap music, or did you, is it like some <laughs> obscure, like never heard of? It's more like, I guess, underground type of stuff. It's stuff that your partner Diego sent uh, or was playing that night that we were over at your place. And it's, you know, I like the vibe of it all, but can't say I necessarily agree with all the message. So, you know, <laughs> That's I, fair. I don't know if it's helping me reach my goal of like being uh, conversational at like Christmas dinner with like Gabby's family because like, you know, I'll just have all these like terrible like idioms going off at, at you know, what you've been up to. It'll be like, oh, slaying rhymes and, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm trying not to say like the inappropriate things. Yeah, exactly. that's fair. You know where I'm going now. Yeah, yeah, not no, it's not Christmas dinner chats basically. Yeah, who knew? But I guess that's that's what you learn when you're learning Spanish, you learn what people mean, so. Yeah. But it's fun. There's this there's this playlist on Spotify which I should preface, you will not enjoy, so don't play <laughs> it. Um however, some of my friends and I always listen to this playlist called Latin Cardio for working out, and it's like mostly just mainstream like not just Latin songs, like a lot of them are American songs with like somebody speaking Spanish on them. But right. I enjoy like that I've listened to them so many times that now I can actually start picking out like what they're talking about. And yeah, it's like not usually anything, you know, like super interesting or eloquent, but um, it's like interesting nonetheless to be able to kind of translate it. Yeah. And actually, like it was even just going through like the lyrics, like le- reading through them once or twice and then you go back and hear the song you pick out so many more words and stuff and that's the part that i really struggle with is like hearing what people are saying and picking out where one word starts or ends and the other one starts that because of the way like you know people talk (laughs) is not like by the textbook so um so it's been really helpful for that yeah or like actually trying to be able to sing along with them is so difficult if you're actually saying the words 
which reminds me of like how I sing O Canada, which is that in my school we have English and French O Canada. Yeah. O Canada, right? O Canada. That's yeah, what it's called. Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> it sounds so weird out loud when I keep saying O Canada. Um, <laughs> but it's like one verse will be English, one verse will be French, and you have to be able to sing the whole thing. It's like I can, I can make the noises of the French part, but I there's no, I could never separate it into words. I have no idea what they're actually saying. I just over time learned to just mimic it basically <laughs> so uh i was trying to like actually sing along with some spanish songs like a while back and it's like very difficult to keep up with the pace yeah yeah it is huh learning it's hard what what a roller coaster what else has been going on you've been doing spanish you've been working yeah spanish i've been working this contract gig still and that's been um you know pretty steady just nine to five ish type of thing and helping them build out some new sites, some new websites, and in the, at the same time, kind of working towards a design system, shared component library along the way. Um, that's, it's quite the undertaking to try and just do all this in parallel and like all yeah. kind of just like, um, you know, like, uh, we'll just build the system as we do it. Like it's, it's, hard to get both of these things right and like it really takes a lot of effort to do properly but you know we're trying to make you got to make do with what you have and so we're kind of finding ways to uh, make some concessions now that will have to be revisited down the road and and just get us moving but they you know it's it's funny because you see you know if you have a brand or multiple brands that share a lot of the same type of like components and look and feel and stuff you think it's going to be pretty easy to just like reuse across multiple sites but like there are subtle differences that make it quite challenging to do so so right yeah but it's been fun to get back into that world and helping with a lot of the infrastructure to set that up as well in terms of like how you can um build the kind of package that gets shared between all those uh different consumers and how you can publish that autom- in an automated fashion without having to worry too much about it because that can get pretty um i don't know just like labor intensive and like really be frustrating uh if you don't know what you're doing so i've right. done this before in setting up some of the uh some other projects like this so it was really nice to draw back on my experience on that and help the team like work through some of these problems that I've had to do before. Yeah, definitely. And for people who might not know like what components or shared components are, do you want to explain like what that would mean to somebody looking at a website and why do we want to share them at all? Like what's the point of that? Yeah, good call. So I guess, yeah, even so components, a lot of the web has moved to this system instead of just pages. You also have components, which are like the smaller parts of the page which might be like i don't know it could be like a section of like an image beside text or it might even just be a button or it might be like a photo gallery and those are kind of little components of your website or your app and breaking it down into those parts can allow you to reuse those across different pages whereas historically we have kind of built out um just like yeah page-based websites that are more on a one-off basis and then you kind of lose some brand consistency across pages or you might 
end up duplicating a lot of the work. Um, but that said, trying to pull those out and then use them across multiple projects, especially not within the same website, but maybe like three different websites, which is the goal that we're working on, can be uh, challenging. Um, but it does, I guess one of the primary goals there is, yeah, you're not duplicating the work of like if you um if you have a component already built you shouldn't have to go and build it again or if you have a bug in one of them you should be able to fix it and then fix the bug in, in other ones as well so it's less um duplication and also more consistency for your branding and uh in the sense of these um more front-end oriented components so that you're not having like a i don't know a certain button with styles over here and another one over there it's like trying to align on that but that's yeah there's a lot more than just the code that goes into it it's kind of communication internal communication that has to really get discussed between developers designers product managers and like come to this like language that everyone agrees on and so it's um i don't know i've been i've seen it a lot and this is um, kind of the same situation where it's always like developer led and but it really needs buy-in from everyone because right. like developers we want to avoid duplicating and like you know doing work multiple times it's kind of baked into our way that we work and our uh, like just our workflow naturally but not maybe so much with designers and product managers still look at things as just that initial page model and so a lot of it has to be that conversation back and forth of like training and education but also communicating uh and getting agreement on like how we're going to treat these these different things so right it's interesting to be back in that world but it's a really hard problem to i don't think anyone's solved this like the right way um for everyone there's just a bunch of trade-offs you have to make yeah, yeah i think that's i think that's fair it's like Yes. It, I mean, like you're saying, aligning kind of like design and dev, like as much as you might make consistent components, if design's not on the same board and they want to just kind of make things custom in certain places, you know, like then you're building new things anyway. So I think it's definitely, um, it's a dev and design problem, but it's also like a, a human problem, right? Like making sure that everybody's aligned in this way of thinking and actually building things out in this way, um, because, uh, it's hopefully better for the greater good, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of give and take there it goes back to the whole like the hardest problem in or the hardest problems in growing any business or anything is never like the technical challenges it's the people problems and yeah we we faced that when i worked at ecobee you know we were trying to build out a proper design language design system to be shared and and it you know it didn't fully take off at where we were with it and it needed more buy in from other parties it, it needed more it, it just needed more upfront work than we had the resources to put towards it at the time and so we kind of had to like it was a point where we had to decide if we were going to continue with it or not and i think it it didn't make sense to continue in that in that case because we couldn't allocate the resources that we needed to and make sure that all the teams who needed to use it were going to be successful uh, right. in using it um i won't go much more into the details there but the one good part of the team that i'm working on now that like allows them to do it is like 
the design system they're using it's multiple brands but it's the same team in control of each of those brands so like the conversation that you need to have the people that you need to organize is much smaller it's like four to five people as opposed to like 40 or 50 people and like yeah you can organize those people and the knowledge that's required a lot easier so yeah that's fair that makes sense yeah so that's trucking along and um yeah in terms of like i don't know i've also still been kind of just making time for uh well spanish and then uh trying to get some skateboarding in while i can and it, the weather's still like good for that uh, until it's like hibernation mode again um, right and it's just been nice to yeah make sure like to actually get out a few times a week it always is the case that like you get better and better and feeling better throughout the season and then uh and then you go shut down for like th- I don't know, four, five, six months, however long winter lasts, and then you lose your sea legs um, yeah. the next time you're back out. So I guess it's like, you know, it's COVID year, season, whatever. So it's not the same as usual. But are there any indoor skate parks in Toronto? Or like, I mean, I'm sure some people are like so into it that they find places to go during the winter. I don't know if it's just like indoor like parking lots or what. Like, what's the situation? Yeah, there are. Um, there are two like parks that are on the outskirts it's like mississauga or scarborough basically so not super close um but still should just make effort to do that and i always say that i will but i don't (laughs) and hopefully this year i will um but also yeah the like parking lots uh i was talking to my buddy who i was skating with last night about that it's like that's what we used to do as kids but like (laughs) there's something about being like a 30 something year old and getting kicked out for skateboarding of somewhere yeah. that feels kind of like, you know, it's like, you know, I just picture the guy coming up and being like, you're 33 years old. Like, what are you doing in here? Go home. Like go, I don't know, do something productive. It's like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Like, you know, like <laughs> just causing a ruckus in some parking lot. But at the same time, I think that's just in my head. Like I should just, it's probably going to be fine. So yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess there's probably some places where like there's indoor parking lots that are fairly like, I don't know, like there's not a lot of cars there. There's not a lot of security. You're not really going to bother anyone. But then I think about like different condos where like people with like fancy cars are going to have you like kicked out of there in like five minutes, you know? So yeah, I, I got to find the sketchy place. That yeah. You got to get sketchy. <laughs> Oh man. I don't know. Does your building have an underground parking lot or no? It does, but the ground is like pretty like crusty. Oh, and okay. I've it. thought about that actually. A funny sidebar. I I went to like pick up a coffee grinder the other day and it's I was planning to bike up there and then I it started pouring rain. Uh so I was like, "Oh, I'm going to like zip car, rent a, a zip car which you can just like, you know, you have for people who don't know, you have an app and you can like book a car for an hour or two so i go to book it and it's at this place a few blocks away and i go there and it's in this like sketchy underground parking lot like in chinatown and you go in there and there's like i don't know like um tarp hanging everywhere like it's fully under construction it kind of looks like murdery in weird ways and very dark and luckily there was some like security person there that could guide me to where the cars were because it really looked closed down and it was like he's like yeah you just go 
under the tarp and then go find your car there. I was like, oh, that's, you know, okay. Thank God you are here. Uh, and then whatever, go pick up the thing and then drop the car back off. That guy's gone. And I drop the car off and then I go, I swear the same way that I came in, like to get the car, I go up those stairs and then I'm in this like weird, like I go through this sketchy stairwell and I'm in this like half outside, half inside of a mall. Like I oh can gosh. I can see in the windows of the mall, but it's locked. And then I can see these doors that are like to get out to the street and those are locked. Oh and then gosh. I turn around and I can't even find the door to the stairwell <laughs> that I was in. And, oh no. and it turned out it was just like this kind of like graffitied over. So you couldn't like really see it. But it was like I was in this weird like place. And then I finally found how to get back in the stairwell. And there's some like sketchy person who's oh no. living in there. So I just quickly go past him to the door back into the parking lot where the car was so that I could like get out of there yeah um, through like the where I drove in and um and then I go to the for the door to the parking lot and it's locked oh, it's like gosh. screwed in like I'm like I swear I just took this and then I turn around and that sketchy guy's behind me and he was like living in there yeah <laughs> and maybe he like, just closed it so people couldn't come in very easily or something yeah that's exactly it i was like uh i need to get out do you know where and then he's like oh yeah let me just (laughs) unscrew this for you and he like let me out it was like so sketchy and uh, yeah thankful to be here (laughs) and i'm glad he was like like, nice run out of there yeah he was yeah Yeah, but i know my my brother had a more unfortunate stairwell incident like that but he ended up getting punched in the face and got like crazy like stitches down his nose he still has like a pretty like this actually the scar is like going down now but it was like quite big when it happened it was like on ryerson campus or something like that he was just going to class like uh maybe like three or four years ago so yeah be careful in the stairwells yeah no kidding i mean i wish i could like leave a rating for that one car at least and just be like yeah this this location maybe don't go to it yeah bit tricky um that was a sidebar for sure um (laughs) don't know how to get back on track um but yeah i don't know what else what was i going on before that i don't know we did work we did skateboarding i don't know if you've been like doing anything like outside of that you mentioned to me you had some kind of a call today but i don't know um that's worth talking about yeah so i've also been you know doing the usual just listening to podcasts about business and thinking through like you know, what I want to be doing afterwards and, and stuff like that. And I've been thinking more, I think I mentioned maybe on here that I was thinking of getting into the forms space um, for like doing a product in that space. And so I've been like investigating more and then talking to people about it. And I still think there's maybe opportunity there, but I'm also a bit worried about the um, commoditization of that market, kind of like how it's it seems to be a bit of a race to the bottom um and uh yeah it's like a lot of you kind of have to give away a lot for free uh before you can actually start charging is what i'm seeing um right i still think there's possibility there but i'm also not against exploring other options and i am pretty sure that i mentioned like i met up with another founder recently um and we've been just chatting back and forth because it's kind of been nice to have like these 
like we met up for uh socially distanced beers at one point in a park and we were just like talking about what experiences we had been having in running our own business or trying to start up our own uh startups and and we've been chatting back and forth and kind of like throwing some ideas around and so yeah the conversation later today is kind of around um an idea that we were chatting through and so i don't have a ton of details on that but it's it's kind of like well you know it's kind of weird because he's got an, a business that he's running and i'm looking for a new thing to run um after but not right not fully right now but kind of like once i'm done with this contracting planning to get fully back into you know um bootstrapping a business like a right. product-led business uh, and so the conversation is kind of around like um, that project and what our expectations are around it and kind of like, I guess, in a way, like co-founder, like we're taking a list of like co-founder questions that are kind of like that you would ask to figure out like how you would work together, figuring out the goals you would have for a project and how that all aligns, um, you know, and so I think there's it initially started. I was like we were both chatting on this idea and it was kind of like, well, let's just um, like, let's just hack on it a bit one weekend. And so today we were supposed to just have like a hackathon type of like prove it out. But then I kind of uh, after like, after suggesting that I was like, well, that's, it's kind of a gray area of like who owns that. It's kind of like if you did a hackathon at like your work or something and it's like after you're like, Oh, we should continue this. But does, does your work own that? Do you own it? Or if one person can continue. So I think what we're deciding to do is kind of have a conversation around that first instead right. and see like what both of our goals are with this project. Do we both want to do it? Is it like, how would he manage his time along with his other business? How will I manage? Like, should I be f focusing on this and another thing? Or do we even align on our goals for where we would want this project to go? And so, I think that was something I didn't really do well with beer finder was like kind of jumping into things. I did try to like, I don't know, do some, you know, like getting to know, uh, or like, try, uh, not really. I mean, I honestly did a pretty poor, poor job of, of just like picking who to work with. And I think this is, there's obviously still a chance that this can, fail <laughs> but right. i'd like to find that out if possible as early as we can and like through this conversation yeah i always think like i don't know there's like a certain level of intentionality that makes sense and there's always going to be things that you like figure out along the way and that are kind of like stumbling blocks for example when i work with like a new team um we there's we generally like i learned from somebody at my workplace this idea of doing like a designed alliance so figuring out like when we go into it not only like how do you work, but like what are you expecting in terms of working with me? Like what do you think I what do you think I'm here to do? What do you want to work on? What like why did you request me? Because sometimes you find that like people's conception or idea of how they thought they would want to work with you or what they think you're responsible for is like very different than what I would describe. And and sometimes you're there's mm -hmm. a lot of alignment, right? And so um even like kind of like ironing out some of that stuff in the beginning, even if it's just to have conversations about like, you know what, maybe this, it, maybe I'm not the right person to be helping you with the things you need right now. Um, but generally it's like people are, are pretty close to what you would expect, but it's also figuring out things like, yeah, like how much time do you think is reasonable to dedicate to this? 
And how do you want to receive feedback and certain things like that, that are, I mean, for me, it's like a little bit further down the line than you are, but I just think like the, the idea of having some intentionality and kind of like writing out a blueprint that might not be set in stone, but that like, if things shift, we can go back and say like, okay, are we all aligned that like, this is not our reality right now. So can we just like change that? Because, um, you know, that's not what's happening. Um, I found that to be helpful in some of the work that I do. Yeah. And that those questions that you're mentioning, like one of them, I, uh, there's like a list that I found that <laughs> it's like just the first Google result. If you look up like co-founder questions or, or whatever. And, and yeah, one of them is like, what are the skills that you think like I will bring to the table right. that you, and what are the ones that you will bring? And like, and it kind of is like, it's asking you to say what you think they will be helpful with and what they sh- would be responsible for. And, and it allows you to have that conversation of like, um, seeing if you're misaligned on what, what those <laughs> are, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah. And we're actually, so I think I like I proposed as I sometimes do, uh, <laughs> like when I proposed to you this podcast, I was like, we should record it and just like have, you know, not so much to, as a, as a like thing to go back and say, you said this or whatever, but right. more just like, I don't think I've ever heard an inside look into people having this conversation of like trying to figure out like who would be a good fit to work together or what that conversation even looks like. And I think it could be a good resource. I don't know that we'll publish it directly anywhere or, but like to have it there um, and then maybe be able to pull snippets of if we do end up like moving forward then, or even if we don't like this is how, like perhaps on this podcast we could like take out some snippets even and, um, and just have that documented because I, ho- I think there's a lot of documentation on other parts of the business, but I think one of the biggest ones that could lead to you failing or succeeding is like picking the right people to work with or right. choosing to work with people at all. You're much more likely to fail from like, yeah, your own, I don't know, uh, co-founder like disagreements than you are going to fail from uh, high competition, you know? Uh, right. and so that's kind of my thinking there. And it's not, like I said, it's, it's less about like, um, proving like, or having a record of what each other's saying. Cause I think the, I, one of the understandings that I will have going into this is like, this is me right now, but like me in a year can change you and a few months can change like life changes but right um anyway i don't know what do you think about that i i think it it might be a bit awkward but um but um, i think it could be i don't know i find like as long as both parties are are willing it mm-hmm. it's not as awkward i think if somebody's super resistant to it that's kind of where it becomes awkward i think yeah maybe sometimes with the first couple questions because it's uh like an unfamiliar situation it can feel off but I feel like I navigate those kinds of spaces a lot where like part of my job is like, let's sit down and have weird conversations and ask questions that you probably think are going to be weird. But usually once the ball starts get like to get rolling and people feel comfortable, um, I don't usually find it's that awkward. I think you're pretty good at hosting conversations. So I don't think it should be too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, you know, we're going to chat about the chat first through it and then, and then get into the questions and stuff. And, yeah, I have no idea where it's gonna go. Um, but it's yeah, it's interesting, and it really is. <laughs> I don't know. All this stuff always feels like 
relationships in like you know looking for you know you're looking for a partner in and it feels similar to like i don't know is it too early to say we should like uh have these conversations like that are all like serious and whatnot and like both people are kind of thinking that or or it's like you know they call it like co-founder dating in a way and and uh it's just a weird funny thing i think how much it mirrors your uh real life relationships that you enter into but it's like necessary because you might be talking to this person for a long time and yeah, working with them. It's funny when you say that, because that's kind of what was going through my head when you initially brought up kind of like the questions and like, what do you think, you know, like what skills do you think I will bring to this? But like, yeah, I feel like, I don't know about you, but as I've gotten older, which like is to say like, I'm, you know, what about 30, um, I, you get to a point with relationships too, where it's just like, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure I know what I want. And so you start having more explicit conversations earlier on so that you're you're not wasting people's time. And I think, yeah, you're right in saying that it's like a pretty direct mirror. And like, I know people in the dating space right now too that are like, is it too early to have this conversation or that conversation? I'm like, I don't know. I just got to a point where I was super blunt about everything because like, I don't know, why waste everyone's time basically? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know, it's... uh that's kind of i think that's all i got going on is that, cool. that stuff so hopefully i have more updates soon less vague like what is this but you know i don't want to get too much into it at this point so. yeah oh is that uh, one question is this person also uh, i guess a developer as well so no um more focused on product and like product design um but also so yeah not a developer that's kind of i think the skills we have some overlapping skills in like the marketing and kind of general like founder side, I guess. Like, but yeah. And then he is much better at uh, the design side and I am better at the development side. So it, one, that's definitely one of the things that I would look for in, in finding someone else is like the, that complementary skill set. And, uh, and yeah, for me, like I can get, through design it's not going to be world class you know or i would end up like making an mvp and then hiring someone to to do that but i think where there's like a good um i don't think that's enough reason grampy (laughs) uh dog drama what time is this yeah well i was gonna say i'll cut that out but my dog was just trying to jump up on the counter to like <laughs> lick butter off a plate. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, pet fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, I was just going to say like, yeah, I think like, um, like it's not enough to just like see a skill set that someone has and say that, and you don't have it and say that like they should be a co-founder because like you could just hire someone for that and like, you know, you, you need to really have like a one plus one equals three type of scenario. I think there has to be more than just they have the skill that I don't have. Right. Yeah. Cool. That sounds What's good. going on with you? Yeah. Let's see. Um, We already went over Spanish. So oh, same old, same old. Um, With that, I did a whole lesson on grammar yesterday, which is like, quite a undertaking for me. I'm very bad at grammar, both in English and I don't know any other languages. So in English, I'm very bad at grammar <laughs> and, I, and I don't find it interesting. I think I've like, oddly, I was having this conversation yesterday. I feel like I'm quite, I'm decent at speaking and writing, but it's just, 
I don't know the actual like grammar rules and, and words and things like that. I've just never known it. I never learned it well. I learned it multiple times and I've forgotten it every time. So anyways, I did buy a new workbook on Spanish grammar because I really need to just uh, understand it. So that and then there's been like a recommendation that I have more conversations with people who don't speak English so that I don't have a crutch, basically. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to wrap my mind around doing that in a way that doesn't stress me out too much. I feel like for some reason I like prefer to do it with strangers than people I know. Like I know some people who don't speak as much English, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like a good training ground for me. So anyways, trying to figure that out. But there's lots of online services for like tutors that you can pay for by the hour. Um, there's like the app italki. And then there's also the one that I was like I did a little bit on before, which was baselang. Um, so that's kind mm-hmm. of that for Spanish. I remember finding yeah some app that you could have conversations with people who are trying to learn your language, and uh, it got a bit much when I was trying to use it. But it was I probably Hello paid. Talk. That one has like yeah. a yeah. That one's like a it's not paid. You just get matched with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just like that one. I found interesting they do a lot of things to try to make it not a dating app like this is not a dating app but especially when i was like an english speaking person in colombia it was just like yeah it was like you said it was like super overwhelming people would like to meet up in person again like i don't i'm not super comfortable with that i'm sure a lot of people are super well-meaning but like as like a single female at the time in a foreign country i was like i'm probably not gonna do that um But anyway, so that's kind of that. So that's been going well. And then my other class outside of work. So uh, as people who listen probably know, I'm taking a JavaScript class right now, which is actually it only goes until October 11th. So it's, it's wrapping up quite quickly. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, I know it's flying by. It's been uh, it's been an interesting experience. I think uh, in terms of class format, I'll give my opinion on that first, which is that in my last course, I did Saturdays and Sundays all day for a month. It felt like a lot in that case because I didn't have weekends, but that was right at the start of pandemic. So keeping distracted and keeping busy was kind of like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Now, this one is basically two nights a week, three hours each. I prefer the weekend to this, I think. It's like, it's definitely a lot to do a full day of work and then sit for three hours after. My brain is often yeah. like not feeling it. So, There's like an additional course coming up that I'm interested in. And this one might actually be the ideal because it's just Sundays all day. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) I could do a one day weekend for like a while. And like, I have enough vacation to take Fridays off here and there. So there's like a full stack master class that they have, which is a part-time one. So I I might do that because they're offering it at a discount. Um, But we shall see. Um, But in terms of my actual class and the content, so I finished my first project maybe like a week and a half ago or so. And basically that was just kind of using like the jQuery library um, to make, I don't know, kind of whatever you wanted, but there was like a list of suggestions. So me being me and liking numbers, I made like an interactive invoice type thing. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So that was fun. And then just starting work on like our second and final project right now, which is basically um, like, building something that interacts with RESTful APIs. Um, this is like more interesting and familiar to me, I think because I spent a lot of time in the web scraping space. So I have a lot of familiarity with like working with different APIs and how they work and like a lot of ones that I think are interesting or cool. Um, and I just think like, yeah, it inspires my creativity a little bit more. So 
that's kind of the final project. And then it wraps up. It's been like an interesting course. I've definitely learned um, a lot and like refined a lot of areas that were like I kind of knew, but didn't fully understand. Um, so yeah, it's been good. And I think uh, once you get like a certain very minimal base level, you feel like you can do a lot more things. So I think like um, you're more, hopefully more likely to like continue on with that. Yeah. Are you like, it sounds like you're not banging your head against the wall trying to just figure out like the programming concepts in general. It's more about like using like now you're just learning to use those like versus figuring out like what a loop is or what a you know if statement and and how that stuff is like works like i feel like you that's one thing you kind of had a bit of coming into this if i'm like right guessing. and i think and this is yeah. like formalizing that yeah so i think especially because so i started university in computer science so like a lot of these concepts i learned in other like java um so mm-hmm. like the concepts are there, but it's obviously like different in different languages. And I'm very like, you forget a lot of things and things change and understanding something is very different than making it execute in practice. Like just because I know what a a loop is or an if statement doesn't mean you can like get it to work the way that you want it to. So I think, um, yeah, that's like, that's like the, the biggest challenge. I think like the most interesting thing will be like figuring out things and trying to build them. So I know there's like a couple courses out there. There's like definitely a West boss one for vanilla JavaScript. That's supposed to be like 30 projects in 30 days, which I think will be interesting to actually like just build stuff out. But I shouldn't act Mm. like this is definitely not like it was not like a cakewalk for me. There was like some point last weekend where I think I just sat trying to fix the same problem for four hours because I was too proud to like ask for help. And eventually (laughs) my partner who is a, is a developer. I was like, I just, I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) And like, in like, you know, 10 minutes, he was able to kind of guide me in the in the right direction. So, yeah, help is always beneficial. Yeah, but there's also an element, like you said, of you need to just sit and like chew on those problems sometimes and, and like figure out how to Google things. And like, yeah, I definitely, you know, Gabby's going through some of that as well, even in where she's at. And um, and yeah, like making that solid effort and then going to your network or your resources people that you have available to like help you with it like it's good to to do both like not have just the the crutch of like you know going to your like partner all the time obviously right uh and and that's you know that's gonna make you better but sometimes you just need to get unstuck and and i love helping too and like usually i think probably same with uh diego it i'm sure would be actually i know because he's helped me (laughs) he helped me to learn uh, JavaScript and programming. Um, but like just making sure that you kind of teach like, okay, what did we do there? Like, even right. if I do help like s- find the solution or guide you to it, it's like, what, like, let's repeat back, like how we found it and what was the thing we were missing there so that you can like, um, you know, build on it for the next time that happens. Sometimes it's something silly, like a syntax error, or sometimes it's just like, a different way of thinking about the the problem. Yeah, definitely. I would say he's yeah, he's a he's a pretty good teacher. I think I'm I'm a worse student. Um I'm I like <laughs> I'm always like I always just want to feel like I can figure things out by myself. Um especially with like I don't know, usually like numbers problems or things like this. I just always just like want to figure it out. Um but anyways, uh yeah, it's it's helpful to have friends who know th- who know more things than you in certain areas. But I think like 
in terms of like continuing with development courses and learning outside of work, I think for me, um, I really enjoy my job. People who don't know, I work as an agile coach. So I help generally engineering teams, but also non-technical teams with um, their delivery and delivering in a more agile way. Um, And so I enjoy that. But I think like in terms of trying to figure out like, what does my career look like in the next like 10, 15, like long, long term? I, um, I want to explore other areas. So development as well as like more product focused stuff. So I think that's kind of what I've been taking time outside of work doing. Um, in addition to like trying to build up my skills that are directly related to my job, but obviously being more well-versed in like the development side of things and the product side of things is important for my role right now because I work with a lot of product managers and developers. So yeah, that's kind of like that trajectory. Um, but I, yeah, so I will decide in the next couple of weeks if I'm going to start another course right away or take a little break. Uh, mm-hmm. As we go into winter, there's only going to be so many activities and like COVID numbers are going up right now. So trying to figure out what the balance looks like, I guess. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And then in terms of kind of work stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's technically a lot going on, but I'm trying to think of like some of the most interesting things. So. I probably mentioned a while back that there was like a hackathon and I worked on um, this project related to accelerate metrics, which are a form of DevOps metrics for um, evaluating essentially like high performing teams. And so luckily like that gained some traction. And the idea is that like uh, right now I'm working kind of with a group of people in the organization to try to roll that out at an org level. So it's cool because it's like an, an org level project and Diego, my partner and I are working pretty closely on it. So I'm leading kind of like the organization aspect of it and like bringing other people into the project and figuring out what we need to get done. And he's doing a lot of the development side of things. Um, so yeah, it's it's cool to work together because we work pretty well together. And like the project is interesting. And also uh, I get to work with more people from across the organization. So that's been um, probably one of the most interesting things um, that's been going on recently. Though, in addition to that, I'm also uh, I'm working with a squad there who they work in Kanban, which is like um, a certain framework for delivering software, um, which if people are familiar with Scrum, another kind of framework, they both have like their own like sets of values and principles and, and things like that. And so I've been working with this squad to kind of more deeply understand principles and practices of Kanban and evaluate kind of the current state based on that. So that's been um, fun. It's always nice to go through this whole kind of like education evaluation and like alteration process with squads. Um, but those are kind of the things at the, at the forefront of work right now. Um, and I guess like, yeah, that's, that's mainly it. So I've mostly been in class and at work and, uh, outside of that, I've mostly just been trying to do, uh, physio to get my back back up and running and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair point. Is that going well? Like- so, yeah, I, I really like the physiotherapist that I found. It's like supposed to be a weekly thing, like go every week. And I have like all these exercises that I'm supposed to do every day, which like I'm being like quite good about. Um, so things are feeling better. Unfortunately, I feel I'm in like this in between state with COVID right now where I feel like I should stop going. But I'm. I don't fully understand the government requirements right now or like also just what is the common sense best thing to do? Like, I don't know. It's very, yeah, I don't know about that. So I'm trying to figure someone, out. Someone on the team that I'm working with 
they are doing like remote physio but right. obviously you've already found someone and i don't know that they would offer that <laughs> like they would probably let you know if they did but yeah um could ask them about it or or like find you know someone to say like this is what i'm working on now and like you know they do it i think once or twice a week through yeah remote. i feel like yeah i might try to figure out like either spacing it out like going every two weeks and trying to do stuff on my own yeah, I just like I don't want to contribute to the issue of COVID. So that's pretty much that. Mm -hmm. And going to a place where there's like a lot of people in and out for like because it's like it's a gym as well. So okay. there's like training, there's Cairo, there's physio, there's massage, like there's like people in and out, you know, it's not like a small one person physio place by any means. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I guess the good part of that is like you can get a set of exercises to work on and like and then see if it's working over the period of like you said a longer period and if it's not then you can revisit so yeah, yeah. so yeah i think cool. that's that's my quick and uh quick and dirty summary of kind of what's going on i'm just like looking forward to closing out um this class and yeah i guess seeing what fall holds for work we're going into like a new quarter right now so setting new um okrs which are objectives and key results for anyone who doesn't know that it's like a quarterly process of setting those for our mm -hmm. departments um yeah, I don't know. Again, I mentioned the other day, just trying to wrap my head around what a fall winter with more COVID cases looks like in terms of activities and work and courses and all that. Yeah, yeah. Back into some hibernating type of situation. Yeah, a little bit. Trying to make the best of it. Cool. Well, yeah, let's leave it at that then. It was great to see you again. You and, too. And uh, catch up. And um, yeah, if anyone wants to find us, uh, just reach out on Twitter at WorkPals. Cool. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.